Hello and welcome to the On Our Plates podcast with me, Laura Scott, aka Laura Scott. And me, Sonia Flower, aka Sonia Aguado. Heya! Hello! How's it going? We're in a new location today. Yeah. We're recording from my boudoir. Can you hear those <laughs> devil children next door? We're recording from the crash. <laughs> <laughs> We're recording from my crib. Yeah. Um, I do have very loud neighbours next hey, door. MTV. I mean, neighbours or trains, what's worse? Yeah. Don't know. Um, you tell us. <laughs> but I'm actually very pleased because I'm sitting here in my dressing gown. Yeah, she's I've got my bra on. off. Oh, jealous. Mm. You can take yours off if you want. Later. <laughs> I mean, I'm essentially wearing a dressing gown. I'm just wearing... A big old jumper. True. That's your summer look. It is. It's <laughs> a thin knit. Um, so yeah, this week we're dishing up imposter syndrome. Yeah. Sorry, you were going to say that <coughs> oh. one, weren't you? Yeah, I was. Also, I have a bit, I've got a sore throat, so yeah, excuse me if I'm down. very... <coughs> oh, what was that? Frog. Oh, great. Now the fridge <laughs> is kicking off. <laughs> All the background noise I was literally today. thinking, oh, my house is really nice and quiet, but... You don't notice the little things, do you? No. When I watch ASMR, she always complains that the fridge comes on every time she records. Mm. But she's got to deal with it. It's one of those things, isn't it? It's natural. Yeah. So, so yeah, imposter syndrome. Hit us with the definition. So... It's also known as fraud syndrome or the imposter experience. Yeah, I mean, and that makes it sound fun. <laughs> it's a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their accomplishments and has a persistent internalised fear of being exposed as a fraud. Um, okay, so I think most people... Well, maybe some people don't suffer from it. I think most people do. Yeah, I was reading something where it said um, the most... I think where the term was coined was in a study that was done about high-flying career women. Ah, okay. They get imposter syndrome in, like, a male-dominated space. Yeah. I definitely suffer from it. (laughs) Yeah, I think you do. I I have done. Maybe this was the first job I didn't have it. Really? Yeah. Why do you think that is? Maybe I just felt like, no, this is right for me. I can do this. Yeah, sort of thing. But I think, then I think it probably comes with it was an, it's an age thing, and an experience. I still thing. haven't gotten there. Well, yeah, but you're also you know you're you have insecurities which seep into work and life. Yeah, I think my problem is so in the way that we spoke about it in a positive way last week mm-hmm. with the whole fate thing. Yeah. Um, I've obviously fallen into my jobs, I guess. Mm. They've always just come to me, and it's always yeah. it's been very smooth. And it's like, okay, this and then this, yeah. And so with that, on one hand, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is what I'm meant to be doing. Yeah, if in a way that should on paper that should yeah, you shouldn't have it based on that. But on the other hand, I'm like, oh well, I kind of just fell here, and I guess it's just doubting myself. Like I always just think there's someone better than me that mm. can be doing this job. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I just question. Like, I don't know. I don't feel like... You know if someone was like, oh, what's your talent? I don't feel like I'd be like, oh, writing's my talent. Oh, really? Yeah. When technically it is. is. Like, I get paid for it. But it's weird. And, like, I always wanted to write when I was younger. Yeah. But I don't know. I just kind of think, yeah, but I'm not good at it. 
Really? Yeah, which is crazy, I know, but... And I think... I'm not saying this to, like, make you or Jen feel bad, because it's not at all, but I feel like you two are just amazing, and it just makes me... I I also have inferiority complex. Uh, yeah. But it... Like, I'm... Sometimes, like, I'll read your work, and I'll just be like, oh, I, like, I wouldn't have written that. Like, I wish I could write that. But I think you don't... So you don't see, like, in life with your other things that you're insecure about, you don't see your true skills and just how good you are it's the doubt that takes over for you because I read your work and think yours is amazing mm. it's just one of the like because it's even things that work like things that fill me with dread are doing like work review like reviews yeah I mean no one likes talking about themselves do they and like no I'm just so bad at like yeah. bigging myself up yeah you are and it's like my like I will like Jen knows I will put it off and off and off and off Mm. whether it's her like reading my work or her or like having a review with her about something yeah and I'm just like but I I do need to just you need to own it and I think you need to like but it's hard because I have been like that and I don't know what at what point it changed and I don't know there's still times I'm like oh this is rubbish and yeah, there's still things like I don't particularly enjoy talking about, you know, those kind of uncomfortable conversations and reviews and stuff. Like, I don't think anyone enjoys those because no. there's always going to be things that you can do better in and they're always going to come up and you, you'll you naturally focus on those bad things more than someone might have said 10 great things about you and then just one little thing, you'll focus on that. And- yeah, but the thing is, I feel like I am good at I am good with constructive criticism. Yeah. Like I don't I don't take it personally. Mm. It's, it's just yeah, more I do like sometimes. it's just more like the thing of yeah, someone turning around and be like why are you here? At my at my job before this, I definitely felt like that because I was doing a role that I w- I wasn't necessarily trained in. I, I was doing vid- like video content. <laughs> like not actual videography, but yeah, a part of the role was to make these lo-fi videos and you know me and Jen were doing it together on our phones on iMovie and everything was self-taught and it was all a bit haphazard and I just for the I, for my experience of that and my memory of that was god you were awful because we would never sometimes they wouldn't go on social and that was the whole point of creating them so it was like all this time that I'd wasted but never looking back Jen was like you were really good at that but I never saw to me that was just like oh I'm not doing what I'm good at because I'm not writing so obviously I'm not good at it mm. whereas it just made me maybe pick up a different skill that I'm, I'm not saying I'm definitely not skilled in it um, but yeah definitely in like, in that role too and also that was my first fashion role mm. and that it, it was so different to my first job like and I, I did feel like should I really be here and because it was like a friend of a friend who'd recommended me, I think that always puts more doubt in my mind, especially for me, mm. because I like to to get a job based on merit. So if someone like if if my all my jobs had just fell into my lap, then I probably like yours have I probably would be really really cocky, but because I've had to like go out and seek them. Well, that's interesting. Inter- yeah, that's interesting that you see it that way. Like yeah. you see it like oh I'm the shit. But, no, that, but I'm just like, oh, I just think, oh, I'm just 
a bit of a lucky person no, and it's no, like no, oh it's not stumbled into on that, that one it's oh not. pulled that one off again no. i think definitely the the recommendation thing for me was a, a big sticking point and that's why when i did apply for this the job i mean now i mean not for much longer i did jen said why did you not contact me and I, but it was because i wanted to to get the job based on merit i didn't want to get it because oh you know me and jen used to work together it was none of that and obviously and then I did get it and it was great and I think that's probably why I did feel like fully settled like yeah I meant to be here mm. I could do this and also because you it were was, back writing yeah as well. and it was but it was in fashion but it was probably more my kind of tone of voice like don't get me wrong it still took me a while to get into it but yeah I felt like this but it was probably this year probably that I've like felt like I flourished properly and mm. yeah but I'd I I would say now I am quite confident in what I do. Mm. Going into my new job, I'm not. <laughs> but that's what I need. I need yeah, to, you need a challenge. Yeah. And again, you got that completely on your own, so you should be proud of that. Yeah, I think I'll I think I'll have it again on my yeah, next Monday. Syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it will be back. I think, but hopefully in a good way, and it will motivate me. And yeah, for sure. Yeah. Also, I read something that it said it often imposter syndrome often affects people that are ambitious mm. yeah so I, I guess in, in that way like you can turn it on its head into a positive because you obviously care like if you didn't care then I mean you I'm not saying if you didn't care it means that you are shit but if you you care yeah you know what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. you say it <laughs> You. <laughs> so like having imposter syndrome means that you obviously you <laughs> wow <laughs> you wanna you can see it and you've got it in you you know you've got it in yourself yeah but it's that fear is outweighing the ambition but yeah the ambition is there that's the the foundation of it is that you're ambitious if you're and it's because you want to you want to do better and you want to be better if you weren't if you don't have it and quite happy to coast you wouldn't have imposter syndrome and that's if you that's not to say that if you don't have imposter syndrome you're just like coasting breezy no 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 so for example you might not have it but just be sure that you're you are doing a good job and you know yourself that you are yeah you know everyone has bad days but on the on the whole mm. you, you're killing it um yeah well said well said thank <laughs> you for saving my ass so ways of dealing with it so i think acknowledging your feelings and you know saying yeah i've got it mm-hmm. i just think i always felt like that but once i found out that it was a thing i think the first time i heard of imposter syndrome i was like oh my god that's me like thank god like i'm not alone and i think that is important recognizing that you've Mm. got it and that it's okay if you've got it yeah there's nothing worse than that feeling of dreading going into work because you hate your job like or you hate how it's making you feel yeah like don't get me wrong it's never that bad it's just i don't know Maybe I'm making it out to be worse than it is. It is no, just like you are. the little things. Like I'll have little moments where I'm like, someone else could definitely do this better than me, or I'm like, are oh, they going to realise that someone else could do it? But like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, if I've written something, I don't want it. To, 
I don't want it to be red because I'm like, oh, what if they're going to be like, what is she doing? Yeah. Why the fuck does yeah, she like that? Yeah, I still that? have a moment of that, you know, because... It's like when I always send you my work <laughs> to proof and I'm like... It's the, the shit. The, the subject line is always like, this is a piece of shit. <laughs> is this shit? <laughs> I think this is shit. Do you think this is shit? <laughs> um, yeah. No, yeah, I would say that. I think this is like things that I wish I would have told myself and will hopefully whenever it comes back tell myself Mm -hmm. but the acknowledgement I think is a good one because acknowledge that it this is how you're feeling and it's absolutely valid that you're feeling like that yeah point number two speak to someone about it yeah yeah it doesn't have to be your boss no just any like it can be and it doesn't even have to be a colleague even if it's like your mum or like friends because chances are they've they either feel the same or have felt the same at some point I know my mum my mum gets it quite bad because um, she, she's gone from like teacher to higher up like senior management and things her battle is always like she's always been one of them and like the friend mm. but then having to cross that boundary and then she's thinking like I'm not really cut out for that you know and she kind of has that too mm. um, but again I've seen her grow from that to like you, you mm. can grow out of it and you do grow out of it yeah um this one you just said which i think is a great one look at how far you've come yeah i think even just like look at your cv maybe do look back through it and see everything you've done like when you're applying for a new job and you have to you have to pick out everything and you think shit there's actually loads of stuff and you and you can apply things and things that you think are really minor that actually are a big deal to other people and Mm. you know everyone always everyone always undersells themselves i think and it is a nice it's it's quite a like a reflective process to just go back through and think yeah shit like I remember when George just she sent me my horoscope I think I've said this before and it was saying like oh look at the past year and doing that I was like oh my god I've done so and it was so helpful like it was a little mini part of the back like go on you did all right (laughs) sometimes when I when I've had that feeling before it's like if I have read something that I've done in the past mm. and I read it I'm like oh shit but do you know what it's a double-edged sword because I'll read it and I'll be like oh shit this is good oh my god I'm good and then the other half of me is like oh my god I've gone so downhill I can't write like that anymore how did I used to be able to write oh my god I'm doomed like it's I'm just my worst my own worst you are. enemy you are um believing in yourself kind of fits with that one as well yeah but i did this very recently which turned out pretty damn well i i made myself some positive affirmations and i read them out to myself during the day on the way to work in the morning on the way home just spoke it into existence centered around the job yeah centered around your career yeah i had different ones there's like categories career life what else is on there? Love. That's always bottom. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm not going to that. oh, that's the other reason, again. But it, it, yeah, but it did help. it focuses you. Yeah, and it makes you just... I shouldn't really admit this, but the morning of my second interview, I actually cried in the shower because I wanted the job so much. Mm. I was like, this is meant... It's meant for me. Like, And I got really emotional. And I'm obviously, I was nervous, too, but... Not to the point of tears. I remember thinking, bloody hell, like, <laughs> drama queen. Sobbing, sobbing in the shower. But I had to get it out. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I guess it is important to believe in yourself. Yeah, I think I do. Yeah, you definitely do. I'll teach you how. Thank you, babes. Um, also, I think this is kind of going back into look how far you've come. Mm. But I think sometimes something as well that can hold you back like career-wise, you know, because when you were saying like how you can look at the little things and you think, yeah, I do that every day. Like, yeah. that's easy. That's nothing. But to someone else, that's impressive. But it's also all about how you word it. Because you might be like, oh, yeah, I just do that. But someone else would word it in a really, different way yeah, and sound amazing. Yeah. And it's also like when you read job descriptions. Yeah. And you're like, I, I can't, can't do, do that. that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No way. That's so... No, no, no. That's way above me. Oh, my God. I can't do that. But then if you actually break it down, you're like, hang on. I do that. I do that. I do that. I yeah. do that. It's true. Yeah. Um, and I think the last one, I mean, it's kind of like when we said speaking to someone, but more speaking to someone for reassurance. Yeah. So maybe for this one, someone that is more involved in, with you at work, yeah. if you have a close relationship with your with your manager or your boss, maybe speak to them about mm. it. Like, I don't think you should be ashamed to voice how you feel, because it's yeah. not like you're going to go to them and be like, so I think I'm a fraud and I don't belong here. Yeah. Like, they're not going to turn around and be like... I mean, unless they're a twat. They're not going to turn around and be like, yeah, oh, oh, actually, I didn't notice that before. But yeah, yeah, you are a fraud. Off you go. But get that fire exit door, I'm off. Um, <laughs> yeah, like they'll probably be able to give you words of reassurance and yeah. say that you are doing a great job. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just need someone to tell you that you're doing a great job. Yeah. If you don't hear that regularly, then yeah. you don't know. And it, if, if you are someone that, has imposter syndrome then mm-hmm. those little words of reassurance and someone being like oh you've done a great job would help yeah. and I think for me I that would be a sticking not a sticking point but that would be something I'd really have to I'd I'd have to get my head around because asking someone for reassurance that just doesn't sit with me but it it does help and no one wants to be that person that's oh please tell me that I'm great oh yeah but, like, exactly it, you need it sometimes yeah you do. and it and when you get it, it does help. And sometimes it also helps when it comes from people that maybe don't really work with you. Like, yeah. not directly from your circle. Then I think, not that it means more, but, you know, it would it would be obvious for your manager to say, well done, this is great, love this. Mm-hmm. But if someone, you know, if it comes from another team or, you know, word of mouth, like, oh, she was saying how great you are, it just kind of adds a bit more value. Yeah, definitely. I think one more thing that you need to remember is that you were hired for a reason. I'm, I need to remember this too when I start. You were hired for a reason. They want you there and they know you're good. Yeah, like they're not stupid. You're not pulling the wool over their no. eyes. It's not like I said about asking your boss for reassurance. It's not like you're then you're all of a sudden going to like bring it to their attention that you're shit. Yeah. If you were consistently... Pre- um, providing shit work then mm. you'd be put on a disciplinary or something yeah, do you know exactly. what I mean there would be action taken I think because one maybe on the flip side of that is I know from being in offices and stuff that so when you are interviewing people or for a new role you don't always someone might be the best best at the job but is like going to fit pers- with the team yeah. and that again used to think well I've had a spin hired because I'm like so. <gasps> yeah I've thought that before as well I remember <laughs> I remember this probably I've actually forgotten about this until just now 
and this maybe plays a part in it as well when we were at uni in final year did you have to do like mock interviews i don't know if we did but i know you said that you've done them before yeah so maybe i have told you the story before but we had to do mock interviews yeah we had to like find a job that we wanted to apply for and then we would go and they would pretend to be hiring yeah oh god no we never did that (laughs) and i had this one of my lecturers who was this like really cool guy like I swear he worked for like ID and stuff like that. Like he was so cool. And he was my interviewer. What fake job did you go for? Um, what was it? It was something to do with, I don't think it was even anything to do with writing, but it was something, some role, maybe like a social role for like a little brand or it was, I swear the brand was like a concession in Topshop or something like that. But anyway, so I went for that. And I mean, I wasn't prepared anyway, which is classic me. But I went and I kind of winged it. But I was like being funny and charming, Mm. I think. And then I remember my feedback was like, he was like, well, you're not going to get the job (laughs) because you haven't got the skills. And like, you didn't tell me what skills you have. He was like, but the thing is, you're funny and likable and... And also, I, I like, he didn't even laugh throughout it. Like, he was giving me nothing. Oh, and really? he's really, like, dry, monotone. Like, I never saw him smile. <laughs> he would be, like, really, like, you know, he was, like, just too cool and mm. just, like, really, like, straight. And then I was just there being, like, my goofy self. And then he was, like, yeah, you're really funny. It's hard to be funny. You're really likable. So I'd maybe give you the job out for that. But And I think maybe that's what was in my head yeah. a bit as well. Because I was, like... Oh God, I don't have the skills. Yeah, I think it is like if you are on a team and people are having those discussions and oh, they were great, but not sure if they're going to fit in. Like those are actual factors that people think about. And I think it's probably not, it's not a bad thing to, to be a person that will fit into so many different scenarios, but it does kind of just lessen the, you're amazing at this job and that's why you're getting it. Yeah, for sure. God, I didn't even really think of that. Cheers, Laura. <laughs> I'm fueling the fire here. <laughs> but yeah, to round it off. We're going to write your affirmations. Okay. You can write. I can write. I can write. That's I what can write. <laughs> um, but yeah, in conclusion. It's, all, it's a tricky one to talk about, I think, because everyone has felt it at some point. And it's one of the. It's, it feels like you're admitting a weakness and you know no one's comfortable doing that are they Mm. but I think have comfort in that you're not alone Mm -hmm. everyone is going through it and probably does feel the same at some point in the career but also back yourself you have to back yourself Sonia (laughs) (laughs) yeah let us know if you suffer from imposter syndrome yeah so I feel less alone tell us some tales what is on your plate this week Sonia so this week I'm listening to DHL Frank Ocean that was sensual (laughs) that's how Frank makes me feel (laughs) um yeah so he's released a new track I'm still not listening to it what I'm still not listening so what I will say is it's not 
I don't feel like it's a strong wow it's not blow, a me, blow me <laughs> like, blow me away kind of track yeah but it's really it, it is okay. good it's no, nice I, I am gonna album soon come oh okay exciting what about you <laughs> Uh, it's not old it's brand new okay Released last oh we've both got brand yeah, new yeah so it's we're gonna, gonna be make new sure mu- new music I always do okay, good girl <laughs> imposter um <laughs> you bitch Wretch 3-2 yep winning which is in theme oh yeah yeah I, I just said to Sonia off uh, I'm gonna walk <laughs> walk to this on my first day <laughs> <laughs> the lyrics are great it's got a good beat. You can listen to it Lovely. at your own leisure. On the playlist. Yeah. Uh, what are you eating or craving? Shit, I've never written back <laughs> Um, I am eating or craving marzipan. <gasps> that could have been mine. Oh, well, get over it. You should have planned ahead. Oh. Imposter. <laughs> You're shit at this podcast. <laughs> The other day, so me and Perry are obsessed with marzipan and obviously it's Christmas is approaching. The German, like... Stollen. Stollen aisle. No, it's not Stollen. It is. It's Stollen. It's not, it's Stollen. It's got an O with the two dots above. Yeah, but it's pronounced Stollen. Maybe in Spain. (laughs) (laughs) The Spanish language doesn't have such ugly sounds. Um, Muy bueno. bueno. Bloody hell. Yeah, so the German, like, Christmas treats section in Lidl is just stunning. And the other day, Perry bought me this bar of marzipan that's, like, in dark chocolate. But the size of it, like, it was actually probably the size of, like, a Kit Kat chunky, maybe bigger. Yeah. And it was stunning. And I ate the whole thing. How many cows? Daily allowance, probably. <laughs> My kind of treat. <laughs> but yeah, it was really good. So I ate that the other day. Um, and I have been craving it. Yeah, that's it. Marzi. Lovely. What about you? Um, I'm going to go for the almond butter bites. From okay. Brett yeah. That we've just had. Yeah. En route. They are delicious. Really nice. Love a bit of almond butter. Mm. It's just a bit more elite than peanut butter. Yeah. Dark chocolate, thick. It's one forty-five. Two tiny bits. <sighs> Bloody rip off. But worth every penny. Yeah. They are stunning. That's all I've got to say on the matter. Okay. And what can't you stop thinking about? Well, after last week's powerful performance. Mm-hmm. I manifested share into my life. You did. So once my um, debut cover of Believe went viral, I found out that my friend had free tickets to share and he was taking me. So I saw the living legend in the flesh. We had great seats. She's 73, which has inspired me to invest in some surgery when I'm older. (laughs) I mean, that was on my to-do list anyway for the future, but even more so now. How much work has Cher had done? God knows, but she does not have a crease on her face. And she's, like, think about what a 73-year-old looks like. Think about, like, Dot Cotton. Oh, she's about 100. 73 is not really that old. Yeah, but you have a lot of wrinkles. Yeah, 
I can see your point. She had none. I want to be that smooth when I'm her age. And her body's slamming. Mm, her voice. Yeah, I think she did mime a few oh. songs. But I mean, you can't blame... I mean, she's... if it's good enough for Britney, it's good enough for Cher. <laughs> Walking around... Did she dance? Um, She like bopped around. Like she oh. was pacing more, I'd say. She didn't do any choreography. On the Zimmer. <laughs> but honestly, it's actually crazy. Do you know what was funny as well? There was a woman that was sat in front of us and she must, she probably was in like her 50s. She looked like she was Cher's mum. And then Cher was like doing this big speech when she was talking about how like good she looked for her age and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, what's your grandma doing tonight? <laughs> but it's just funny because I was like thinking, imagine watching Cher on stage and her being like, yeah, bitches, I'm 73. And like she's wearing like a sequin catsuit, sheer catsuit and like prancing around the stage. And then there's like, Betty, who's like 50. Nothing wrong with Betty. Who's Betty? My grandma. Choose a different name and don't say Joan. Doris. That's fine. (laughs) Doris sat there, you know, with her cane. (laughs) Cane? With her pimp stick. (laughs) Just watching this woman who's like 25 years older than her. Well, it's like Julie at work, the postwoman. She's 50. She makes my mum look 21. Yeah, honestly, I thought Julie was... 70. <laughs> yeah, literally. No, she just look old. Um, Stressful job, though. But I just feel like... Okay, surgeon aside, I think it also shows that, yes, okay, you can buy that face, mm. but you can't buy mobility. <laughs> what? I've not heard of a scooter. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? Like, you can't buy... Like, your... a lease of life. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can't buy energy. No. You can't buy youth. You can't buy... As in, like, feelings of... Yeah, feelings yeah. of, but also physically. Mm. Like, if you're getting old and decrepit, you can't yeah, then just yeah. go spend a load of money and get someone moving as if you're, like, 50 years younger. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I guess what it must be is, like, probably regular exercise mm. throughout her life maintaining a healthy lifestyle so maybe i need to take note i mean you are quite healthy that went off on a tangent but it was just very inspirational you believe i do believe and i got steaming as well because jordan could expense the drink even better it was stunning though 10 out of 10 would recommend and like that's a once in a lifetime opportunity because she might die yeah yeah anyway (laughs) inspired (laughs) can't you stop thinking oh i lost my voice there what can't you stop thinking about um power well now i've changed my mind oh! i've realized what? that i had another similar run-in to the old man giving me a massage with crippled hands oh i had an osteopath appointment with a student male nurse who had clammy hands mm. i had to strip down to my underwear there was two of them in the room were you wearing matching underwear I always do. They're always black. Yeah. Kind of matches, doesn't it? Yeah. But I had to wear my big knickers and then I had VPL all day. Um, But thank God I did. It was not very enjoyable. But I mean, what osteopath appointment is meant to be enjoyable? It's not like a... It's not a spa treatment. It's not. But, so for example, what happens if I went because I don't have big pants? (laughs) What? All right. I don't, I just wear thongs, so could I, I can't go in a thong, can I? You can take shorts. 
But you just like to strip right off, do you? Well, no. They gave me the shorts last time and I couldn't <laughs> fit in them. <laughs> they gave me these male shorts. By this point, I'd already told her like how much I weigh. I'm at my heaviest weight. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, oh, so I just want you to go and walk up and down the corridor so I can go and get you some shorts. I was like, great. She comes back with these Adidas swim shorts. And that lining always gets you. Like, I used to wear Adidas trackies a lot when I was younger. And it's like the little oh, penis pouch. Yeah. I think she she probably gave me like men's large and I couldn't get them on. Like also, I think there's cameras in the room. What? So both times now I've spotted one. And I wonder are they filming them because they're like students and this is part of their exam, but I'm kind of naked. And then they will have seen me really try to squeeze <gasps> like the special care adverts and they're like trying to do up the jeans. <laughs> Trying to get the batty in the shorts, and then I had to wa- waddle out. Oh no wonder God. they thought I've got a tilted pelvis when <laughs> I was walking. <laughs> but yeah, he had clammy hands. Mm. Stressful. And not a good, not a firm hand. No, it's not nice. But anyway, hope you know. Hopefully, he's secure in his job, and he doesn't feel like he he doesn't deserve to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope he doesn't listen to this then. Yeah, I didn't plug it. You put that on your referral form (laughs) yeah we hope you've enjoyed yeah hope you've related cried laughed all the emotions yeah are you going to do us one more rendition of share no oh come on it's done do Memphis walking in Memphis (laughs) walking in Memphis I feel the way I feel do you really feel the way I feel? Walking in Memphis, walking it. I can do all the bits. All right. Yeah. Anyway, see you next week. Farewell. That's oh, reviews and that. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> even though that. Do you know what? I'm not even bothering saying this no anymore because none of you lot even listen to when we request. It's one small request, and you just don't give a shit. I think they're probably all migrating to Spotify, ready for our exclusively Spotify deal. You know. Look, if you've got an iPhone, there's no excuse. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>